Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Somebody say, new day. New day. Same, God. Same God. New problems. Same big God. <laughs> Nudge your other neighbor tell him, say, he can handle it. Yes, sir. Every day you and I are faced with new opportunities, new challenges. But the good news is we do not have to face those problems, those issues, those circumstances alone. And the church said amen. amen. Hallelujah. No matter what we face... We can stand with confidence knowing that God has already gone before us. He's already working it all out. All we got to do is stand, see the salvation of the Lord, and take small steps little by little. See, we get so sideways when if I can't make... Listen, he, he is not interested if you can make a supernatural leap. He just wants to know, can you be flexible and faithful in a small step? Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to church. Welcome to Release City. We are so excited that you're here. If you're visiting with us for the very first time, and I don't know if hands went up, I didn't get to see, but um, we are honored that you're here today. We trust that you feel the love of Jesus in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I always want to welcome in those that are tuned in by Facebook Live and those listening um, by podcast. We are so glad that you are listening uh, and joining us as well. I say this all the time. What you see happening in this room is just a picture of what God is doing in the hearts and lives of people who connect to this house. Amen. It, it blows my mind the number of people that tune in um, to our podcast. We get to see that number behind the scenes. Um, and it is just close and just shy of the 2,000 mark per month of people who are listening and receiving God's word from this house. So let me just say this. In, in, in addition, yeah, yeah, yeah. In addition to everything, and I, I was blown away Uh, when I sent Adam the text about um, what was coming in. I knew what, you know, I got the text from him what came in uh, through um, the house last week in the offering for the disaster relief. And then to to get the information of what was given online, people that don't even go to this church gave online because they're watching, they're listening, and they're connecting with the vision and God's passion for people. And, And you said it, that's where, it's not that God's heart is shifted off of Chiefland. He's a big God. His heart is for the people of Chiefland, but his heart is also for what's happening in South Florida. And because of your generosity, we are making a difference. Amen, amen, and amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you brought your Bibles, let's go and turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter and the 8th verse. We started a series of a two-part series last week, today is part two, that I simply titled, He Goes Before You. Everybody say, He Goes Before Me. He Goes Before Me. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8 says this, Do not be afraid or discouraged. That's a word for somebody here today. I don't know what you've been afraid of. I don't know what you've been discouraged about. But God's word for you today is do not be afraid 
or discouraged. Why? For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. We see throughout Scripture how at different stories in different times where God will send an angel uh, out front or God will, will, will send an angel to, to give a word before Jesus showed up to do a miracle. But in this instance, he said, I personally will go before you. That's why you don't have to be afraid. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever circumstance, whatever situation you're dealing with, know this, that God has already mapped it out. He's already set the path for you. Well, the reason there's, we're, we're afraid or we get discouraged is because we're putting our faith and our hope and our trust in, in circumstances and in, in what we can see. And frankly, that's not faith. I cannot put my eyes on what I'm looking at. I've got to put my eyes on who I cannot see. And his name is Jesus, God, the creator of the universe. He goes before me and he's already got it all worked out. So therefore, I choose. I choose. I say it to myself today. I choose. I will not be afraid and I will not be discouraged in spite of what's coming at me. Somebody needs to have that same tenacity, that same bulldog fight on the inside. If you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, that's the only plug I'm going to give you today. You need to have such tenacity that you say, I know this is coming at me, but bless God, it's not going to affect my mood. It's not going to affect my attitude. I will trust in God and God alone. I feel the presence of God up in this house today. We could have went straight from the prayer time that she was referring to. We could have went straight and y'all just walked in and been like, my God, what's happening? It's hungry people. Desiring more for their lives and the only one that can give you what you desire is not a pastor It's not a church. It's not a leadership team It's Jesus. It's God. He's the one that makes the difference in our lives. Amen Don't be afraid don't be discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you He will be with you and he will neither fail you nor abandon you That's one of the strongest promises found in scripture that every single one of us need to be reminded of every day. The promise, this promise is so mind-blowing to me and, and to many people to think that the creator of the universe, the one that spoke the stars into existence, the one that laid out the, 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 the map of this is what earth will look like, chooses to be with you, to be with me. The Bible tells us that when we, we give our lives to him and we accept Jesus, into, he lives, this is his temple. This, this, belong, this, this belongs to him. And I make decisions for my life and my family based on that knowledge that I am not, it is not my life, it's his life. So I was just thinking... If you're with me, but you're before me, <laughs> you must be God. Because I don't know anybody else that can do that. Amen, Not without some flashy lights and camera tricks. He's with me, but he's also already gone before me. And he's still here. And he won't leave me nor abandon me. Amen. Isaiah said, when God goes before us, he makes the rough places. Everybody, anybody ever been in a rough place in your life? He makes the crooked places. Anybody ever been around some crooked people? Don't look across the room because he's still working on them just like he's still working on you. 
It says he goes before us and he makes the, the rough places smooth. Meaning whenever you get in a tough spot, it's the Lord that's going to get you through. Amen. It's not 10 steps to a better life. Although those are key ingredients. But the main person is God who can get us through the tough places. You may be sitting here today and you're thinking, well, I'm not in a tough place right now. Hold your breath because <laughs> it's coming. Somebody say, hold my breath. Yeah, because in the next moment, it's right there. Tough, tough spot. And I'm here to tell you today, you don't have to. You don't have to. The Bible says he'll go, he will go before you and he will walk with you. But not everybody who calls themselves Christians has him walking. Because you can choose not to have the assistance of the Holy Spirit. You can choose to walk ahead of, once he tells us the direction we're supposed to be going, thanks God, that's all I needed was some direction. I got it from here. He's a perfect gentleman. He does not go where he's not welcome. And I welcome him into my life every day. God, help me keep my vision. Help me keep myself, help me keep my attitude in check. Not only, does, not only does God go before us, but he also shows us the way to go. How many have ever been in one car and you have a family member or a friend in another car in front of you and it's your job to keep up with them? Anybody? You ever been through that in Atlanta, Georgia, or a big city where they don't just have two lanes, baby. They got like six lanes just in going in that direction. Then they got six going in that direction. And then sometimes in Atlanta, you got somebody trying to come across the, the concrete wall into your direction, right? This, this, listen, God said, the, the, book, the, the Bible says that he will go before us, and, he, and he, it's almost as if he shines a light back in the direction that we need to go. So you don't have to be like, hey, slow down. No, God knows the speed that you need. Well, I don't like that speed. Well, that's the problem, Right? And so it's like he shines a light on the path that we're. So if we'll just follow his lead, he'll show us the path. That's why the Bible says he's a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Amen. Amen? Jesus told his disciples, follow me, which lets me know that there's going to be a process of him going before us, before me, and me following him. Follow me. What we learn by following Jesus is this. Write this down. Complete and total submission. Because he was submitted to his heavenly father. He was God in the flesh. I don't have time to go through the Trinity three in one. The best way I know to explain it, ever had a nice, good old homemade cherry pie? This gooey, that's, that's the kind I'm talking about. You can cut it into slices and, and, but it's still one piece. Why? Because when you pull it up, it's, all, it's going everywhere, right? Same thing with God. Somebody said, man, you relate God to food? Yeah, he, that's, how he, that's how he teaches me. He teaches me in the way that I best understand. Amen? The second thing that we learn about following Jesus is complete obedience. How many of you are willing to take that stand and say, I'm willing to lose my job at the expense of doing things God's way? I'm referring back to Jose and Michelle. And let, let, me, let me say, I wasn't jabbing at him saying he holds the track record for the longest courtship. There was a reason why. Because there was something saying, 
oh, if you do this, this is going to be the outcome. It didn't matter how long it took. The fact is, he said, and they both together said, if it's me or if it's you, baby, one of us, we're okay. God will take care of us. They were already prepared. It's called submission to his word and obedience to his word. And submission and obedience will always bring the blessing of God on your life. The blessing is connected to your obedience. You cannot change my mind. I said it last week. You cannot just do whatever you want to and then say, God, just help pick up the pieces of this. Yes, he will. But you can't do it knowing that's going to be your final decision. Yes, the blessing will still come. But there's, 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 an, there's accountability. We don't like that in the church. Man, you can't argue with the word. By following Jesus, he gives us the example time and time again of his unconditional love and his acceptance of others, even past the point of imperfection. Tell your neighbor, it matters who you follow. Talking about following Jesus. Here's my very first point for today is this. Everything in life changes if you have someone worth following. Everything in your life will change if you have someone worth following. The caveat to that is this. Everything in your life will also change if you're following the wrong group of people. You wonder where your problems came from. They came from the direction you're headed and the whoever's out in front that you're following. I just learned a long time ago, I don't want to be a follower. I follow Jesus. Everything in life changes if you have someone worth following. It's why we need mentors. It's why we need someone to, to direct us. It's why you need someone to lead you. It's why you need someone to show you the pathway. On the 20th of this month, it'll be the two-year anniversary of the passing of my dad, the day that I found him in the bathroom floor, gone. And for those of you that just started attending Release City Church, I want to tell you that the church you've been attending is enriched in deep heritage rooted in Christ Jesus. For Joshua Kenneth and Brittany Nicole, that would be my siblings. And all of our immediate family, that would be Amy and Taryn and Caitlin and Ansley Grace. Dad gave us an amazing example to follow. For those of you that were part of this ministry when Dad was the lead pastor... He gave you an amazing example to follow. Was he perfect? <laughs> Did we always get along? Could we just alike? <laughs> Moms and dads, you get frustrated at your kids. The frustration stems from you. Because you didn't get them from Sears and Roebuck. I don't have time to go in how that happened, but I'm sure you know. He taught us so much, not only through his life, but also through his death. It matters who you are following. You show me who you're following, and I will show you where you're headed. Show me who you're following, and I'll show you your future. 
Maybe your dad wasn't someone who left or is leaving a good example. Maybe you weren't raised by your father or you don't know who your father is. Hear me. God the Father in the person of Jesus went before us, went before you to show you how to respond to life's inevitable battles. So you may not have a daddy or one that you don't even want to talk about. But I came to let you know that you can talk about Jesus and he will, there is not one thing that you can look at in his life and you be embarrassed about or say that he didn't show up. Sure, I could say, why did you take Robin? Why did you take dad? Listen, he was already, God was already working it out. It matters who you're following. I'm standing here today because I followed my earthly dad who followed his dad, but his father. Dad would say all the time, follow me as I follow Christ. Touch your neighbor, tell him, say, follow Jesus. So I told you last week that there is no place that you are going that God hasn't already gone before you. There's no place that you're headed that God doesn't already know. He knows the bad mistake and the choice you're going to, that you, you, he knew the choice you made and found yourself on a road or a path. He already knew that. All he's looking for is submission and obedience so he can get you back on the right path. Maybe you're here today and you go, where I'm at is 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 a direct reflection of a choice that I made 10 years ago. Well, today can be your day of transition and change. God is ahead of what you are walking through. The story that we began looking at last week that gives us the perfect example is the story of the children, children of... <laughs> Are you ready? You ready? Y'all, y'all too communicating now? It's the children of Israel who were delivered out of slavery, who were delivered out of Egypt, 400 years of slavery... And they began heading to what was called their promised land. I don't know about you, but sure, I understand the the promised land on the other side and the pearly gates, and I understand all that, but I believe that there is something that he has prepared specifically for my life here on this earth. I'm not just, I didn't just get saved, and and now I'm just just sitting, you know, on on the side of the swanee, dipping my toes in the river, waiting on the trumpet. Now, there's something I need to be doing. There's something you need to be doing. Engage. Let me just share this real quick. I got time. I was reminded this morning of a dear lady who has been attending the church for just a few months, maybe, who moved to this area and um, how, how, what was her age? 70s, 60s, maybe, in, in there. Gray, gray, she had beautiful gray hair. She sat right back over here. She lived at one of our RV parks and there was a gentleman that he's out of town right now and away for, for a few months, but he would sit about right there in front of you guys. And she would, and she, he was her neighbor and she would watch him get up every Sunday. And she said, Hey, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to church. You should come now. She has a Catholic background, which is obviously more, more quiet and reserved. And, and so you may have seen her in here and during worship, because um, pastor's deaf. 
That's the only thing I can explain. No, I'm just kidding. But sometimes the music does get, and we try to work on that. And, but she would, she, would, she would go out, and she would worship from out there and she, until the worship. But then we, we bought some earplugs, and those are available for anybody who needs those. And, 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 and so she would bring those, and she would come and sit. And she was very quiet, very, very, very just isolated because it was different. And she got connected to an R group. Listen. And, and, and through, that, through, that, through those, um, um, those relationships, they, she expressed, I don't really understand all that Pastor B is, is sharing. And so one of the ladies bought her an NIV Bible to help her understand. And, and she continued to come. Even though it wasn't her cup of tea. I'm, I'm, I'm a little radical. I'm, I'm a little edgy, right? She still came because she was hungry. There was something real and tangible here in this house. I'm not bragging on us. I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on Jesus. I'm matter of fact, I'm bragging on you. And so, and so what we saw happening was just, just a few, just within the past couple weeks, when we would do that five-minute little intermission break for you to love, she's, she's leaving her place of comfort, and she was connecting and, and smiling and encouraging. And somebody said that she was actually investing in, in the ladies, in the, uh, being an encourager to the ladies in the small group. I got the notification this week that she was found, she passed away in her camper. From what the police said, she, she passed um, peacefully. Why am I saying all this? Because what you are a part of is making a difference. And even though you don't understand, push through. Her, her, her niece, is that right? Her niece, who lives in Georgia, came down to, to, to finalize some things and, and found a list of numbers on a piece of paper. You know who are on those numbers? Ladies in this church who loved her, reached out to her. And so the, 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 the niece reached out to one of our leaders that was on that list. And she said, thank you. She said, I've never met, I've never been to the church where my, where my aunt went, but it made a difference. I saw a change in my aunt. Amen. And listen to this. As they were sharing that and reminding me of this this morning, I was thinking, we know that the Bible says it's been appointed once unto man to die. The date that she was going to that was already set. And God chose through an invite to lead her here and prepare her for what she was getting ready to see and experience. So today, Miss Donna, we know you're not dead. We just can't see you. And we want to be a part of together the worship experience. Can you give it up for Jesus this morning? The miracle and the plan of the children of Israel being set free was only part of God's mission, and it was to get, it was not just to get them out of Egypt, but it was to get Egypt out of them. Some of you in this room have been given a promise from God, and you feel like you're still in the waiting room. Anybody? And you feel like the music's been turned off. You know, when you go to a daughter's office, they get that lovely music to keep you peaceful. The reason they put, put that in there to keep you peaceful is because they know they're not going to be on schedule. Hello, somebody. 
If you're a doctor in here, you know it's true. I'm sorry. It's just it is what it is. But you feel like you're in the waiting room and you're waiting to walk in the promise. But could it be that there's still stuff that you're hanging on to that God can't allow you to take into your promised land? That's why it took them 40 years to reach what should have taken two weeks because there was still Egypt in them. Maybe the reason that you're not walking or you're even arrived at the promise that God is because there's some stuff in you that you cannot take there because it would contaminate your promise. So instead of God bringing the delay, perhaps you are the reason for the delay. I want us to look at this story again in Exodus 23. I know we read this last week, but... I want to go back to this. Exodus chapter 23. Verse 23 through 28. I'll read this. It says this. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, Jebusites. See, I used the cellulite joke last week, so I can't use that one again. It's all the ites. So you may live there and I will destroy them completely. You must not worship. You must not worship the gods of these nations or serve them in any way or imitate their evil practices. Instead, you must utterly destroy them and smash their sacred pillars. Verse 25. You must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I... Everybody say if. This is the condition of the promise that is attached to obedience straight from God's word. I will send, 25, you must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water, and I will protect you from illness. There will be, there will be no miscarriages or infertility in, in your land, and I will give you long and full lives. I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you invade. I will make all your enemies turn and run. I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites. God is saying the angel is going before you. Listen, he's saying, I've already got all the details figured out. I'm going invo- to be involved in the process. You will go and take it because I will go before you. Anybody ever felt like you tried, you, you, well, just be honest, you try to take land, not, not physical land as in acreage, but you tried to take something that wasn't yours, or maybe that God said you were going to have, but you tried to step out early because you didn't like God's time schedule? Anybody? Oh, y'all don't want to be honest? Okay. I tell you, I, I've done it. I've made an entire move, like relocation. Not this one, but in my life. I've relocated because I felt, well, surely, God, this is what you want. No, what God really wanted was me to be obedient, submissive, and listen to his voice and take steps according to his plan, not my own. And I paid the price for my disobedience and trying to have it my own way. Am I alone in the room today? Once the Israelites made the decision to go after God, 
and to go after what God was giving them, they understood that God was going ahead of them. God said, yes, I'm going to prosper you. And yes, I'm going to bless you. But it is a conditional promise. Another problem that this promise, that, that another problem with the promise was this. There's a group of people already occupying. I told you this last week as we wrapped up to prepare for today. There was already a group that was already occupying the space that God said was theirs. It was their, their house. But he was going to drive them out. God told them, I'll take care of the current occupants. Let's go to verse 29. But I will not... Everybody say, but. But's like a nose. Everybody's got one, even God. Because he said, but... I know, different but, B-U-T. But I will not drive them out in a single year. Because This is where we start getting afraid and discouraged, by the way. When God says one thing, but there's a catch... But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. Anybody know what you call a town that doesn't have anybody in it? Ghost town. You ever seen those, those old western movies when there's nobody living there and, and you see the tumbleweed just blowing across? I don't know about you, but that wouldn't look like much of a promise when I got there. If God, I'm going to give you all these things. I'm going to give you gardens that you didn't plant. I'm going to give you wells that you didn't dig. We give you all this luscious stuff, and you show up, and it's. I wish I could do that old Western whistle. I can't. But you'd be like, I'm going back to where I came from. They actually did that, by the way. On their way, too. They're like, we had it better there. Oh, you had it better in slavery? Yeah, I had it better. Had the food, didn't have to worry about nothing. You'll never get to where you're going looking back to where you were. You might have write that down. That's not on the screens for you today. It's going to be kind of hard to get to where you're headed when you're always looking back. That's the reason why that rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield in front of you. Because what's behind you isn't really that important. Verse 30, I will drive them out a little at a time until until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. Everybody say little by little. God tells them, you will possess the land little by little as you have increased and grown strong enough to take it. Perhaps the reason we're not entering into our personal promised land is because we're not strong enough to take it or strong enough to sustain it. Which, by the way, once, even once you get to that spot where you're strong enough to take it and sustain it, It's not your strength that's going to sustain it. It's always going to be God's strength through you to sustain it. Because you don't get to your promised land and go, thanks, God. Appreciate it. You can go work with somebody else now. I'm going to enjoy this. No, because it will crumble in our hands. Because the promise is nothing without him. God, I need a new job. Jump in and get the new job. Now I don't have time for God. And then you wonder why your job got stripped away from you. Ungratefulness to the giver will cause you to lose everything that you and God have worked so hard for. Anybody else in here ever gotten a word from God only to feel like he put you on pause, put you on red? Listen, God's timing is always perfect and never wasted. Write that down. 
God's timing is always perfect and never wasted. So if you're in a waiting period, that is not a wasted time. There is something he's trying to to get you to learn in that season. God said, I've got to leave them there. I've got to leave all the ites. I've got to leave them there because they're actually protecting the promise. You ever heard of people who go on vacation for a long period of time, maybe out of the country, and they ask somebody to come and house sit? Because that house is better with water functioning, flowing through. I'm not talking about you got animals, you need somebody to come sit. I'm talking about just your house. Because a house sitting up unoccupied, again, they were there protecting the promise. But we get mad because they're getting to benefit the fruit of what we, they, God said was ours. And then we get frustrated and we go try to build our own promise. That's dangerous. Dangerous. One of the worst things you can do to a house is move out and have no one to attend to it. Think about it. It was God's, it was, it, if God was going to give them gardens that they didn't plant, that we read later in Scripture, if God was going to get, who, who, who do you think was going to plant them? I just said that, like, I'm going to give you gardens that you didn't plant. Who's going to plant them? I'm going to give you wells and cisterns that you didn't dig. Who's going to dig it? That's why. There's a purpose. There, God's timing is not wasted. I'm trying to encourage somebody today who feel like you've been put on red by God or you've been put on pause by God. Everybody say little by little. Listen, basically God was stalling because, and also they they needed time to get stronger. Many times we think God is saying no when he's just really saying not yet. I'm learning this in my own life. As, As a pastor of this house, That sometimes achieving big goals requires taking small steps. Yeah, we were able to pay cash for 12 acres of land so we can stop renting this space and and have our own house that we've never had in 30 years of ministry. That was amazing. We took a big leap. Like, bam, showed up. Show me the paper to sign. Here's the money. God's people are generous and faithful. We're, we're on a mission only to feel like I got put on red. So what I'm speaking about, I know about. And maybe you understand as well. How often do we get discouraged because we can't seem to just shake off the sin in our life? What's that look like? That you come in here, you worship, and, 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 you, and, you, and you give an offering, and, and you listen, you take notes, but then you, you show back up outside, and, and you're still dealing with sin. We all do. But are you cool with it? See, sin should make you uncomfortable. That you seek it after him that, that will help pull that out. Are you willing to say... Sorry, group of friends. Sorry, even if it's your circle. I got, I got, to, I got to split. I got to go, because God's got something for me. And listen, there's some places that God is trying to get you to go that they can't go with you. Uh, Anthony <laughs> said, "Dad, I, I want." She told me the other day. She says, "I want to know what you're thinking when you say, like you're getting ready to say something, and you go." Mm-mm-mm. And I said, mm-mm-mm, no, you don't. <laughs> That's because he said, mm-mm-mm. Listen, we want to pray one prayer, and it just fixes all of our problems, don't we? 
Huh? We want to pray one prayer and have a new marriage by the afternoon. Oh, nobody want to shout me down right there, do you? Okay. We want, to kick, we want to kick in an instant a habit that took us over a decade to build. I don't know who this is for, but if, this is, if that's you today, God is saying, I'm going before you, but the victory will come little by little. So what do I do until the victory comes? Great question. Remain faithful in the small things. Thanks, Dad. And keep saying no to the flesh. That doesn't mean you're looking at stuff. on The flesh is my way against his way. That's what the flesh is. See, we say flesh and we think we automatically start thinking other stuff. The flesh is anything in your life that is pulling you away from your promise when God is simply trying to say, will you just release that to me? Sometimes he's not going to just take it away. We got to freely give it up and say that I have no desire and no taste for this anymore. Because where I'm headed, it means more to me than this moment of gratification. Man, I feel the presence of God in here today. Remain faithful in the small things. And keep saying no to the flesh. Oh, and if you fall, just keep getting back up. Keep showing up at church. Keep praying. Keep loving. Keep serving. Keep giving. Keep singing. Keep shouting. Stay connected. And little by little, you will get to the place that God has promised you. The reason that God chose to give us Blessings little by little is because we have to be strong enough to handle the blessing. Man, God, if I could just, if I could just get that $5,000 bonus like Tim did at his job. Well, God knows what you did with a $500 bonus. So how in the world, why is he going to give you a $5,000 bonus? Too close? For the children of Israel, God's plan was he was going to do it gradually. He was like, you're going to learn some responsibility. Somebody said, what do I do in the moment of the waiting room? Learn responsibility. There's going to come a time that you're going to, he said, you're going to come a time that you're going to be a mighty nation, speaking of the children of Israel. There's going to be a time, church, family, that you're not going to be going through the stuff that you're going through if you'll be faithful in the little things now and, 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 and little, little by little, small steps. There's going to be a moment that you're not going to have to deal with that anymore. But God wants to know, will you be faithful where I have you now? Because if you can't be faithful when in this moment, you'll wreck the promise. So, so this hit me this week. I don't want to wreck The promise, just a few miles down the road. There is something he is trying to teach all of us. First of all, he's, sure, I would love just to go write that check and say, build it. Y'all remember the movie, Build It and They'll Come? We saw that happen in our old church at Georgia. Started the church with just about 20 people, and then over the course of a few years, it was 1,000 people. We run double services on Sunday. Build it and they will come. So I, I, I get that. But God said, this isn't King's Pasture. This isn't Hamilton, Georgia. This is Chiefland. That's not a downgrade. That's just saying what I did then, 
I'm doing something new. We want God to do what he... Oh, we want God to do what he did in the old days. There's nothing wrong with that. But God, give me fresh bread. Give me, reach me, reach me. Touch my heart today in a way that I, that I just received. I want, I want everything you got for me, God. We get hung up on the old. And if it don't look like the old, if it don't sound like the old, I'm out. Bible says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. By the way, the message never changes, but the method must change. It must change because I don't know about you, but you look around today, there's a lot changing. And the only thing consistent is God. I'm tearing down strongholds today. I don't know if you understand what I'm, what's, what I'm doing, but I'm doing it for a reason. I'm not. He is. I'm just being the vessel, Amen. putting some stuff out in the atmosphere. Amen. I know everybody ain't going to like it. Amen. That's what I told him before he told me to say it. Are you, willing to, are, you, are you willing or is your, or is your popularity and your likes and is that more important? I'll never be a pastor that goes, that's, I'm going after the likes. I'm going after the souls. You got to, he said, you got to be able, you need strength to get to the promised land. You got to be not just take the land, but you got to be strong enough to defend it. Whew. What am I saying? You need to read more. You need to study more. You need to spend more time in prayer. You need to get more skills and sharpen the skills that you have. Those of us in the waiting period. I don't think there's anybody in here that's, that's not in a waiting period of some kind. Listen, the worst thing that could happen for some of us is for God to answer every prayer that we've ever prayed. Because although I want it, I'm not prepared to take it or keep it. That's just transparency. Not everybody's willing to say that. God loves us too much. to ble- he, loves, he loves you too much to bless you with something that could destroy you because you don't have the maturity to handle it. Can I say that again? God loves you too much to bless you with something that could destroy you because you don't have the maturity level to handle it. Here's what I want to leave with, with today. God's going to go before you. He, he, has placed a, he has a place and a promise that he's preparing for you. He has a plan for you. But you have a part to play. Let me show you what I mean. Verse 31. And I will fix your boundaries. Everybody say boundaries. We don't like boundaries until they start affecting where we want to go. I will fix your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the eastern wilderness to the Euphrates River. I will hand over to you. This is what he's telling them. I will hand over to you the people now living in the land and you will drive them out. Remember what I said. God's got a plan. He's got a promise. He's got a place. But there's a part for you and I to play. 
He said, I will hand over to you. But wait, 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 wait. I thought God was going to drive them out. Hold on, I'm getting there. I will hand over to you the people now living in the land, and you will drive them out. It sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Okay, so, so God, are you going to hand them over, or am I going to drive them out? The answer is yes. What's he saying? You're guaranteed a win if you're willing to fight. You're guaranteed a win if you're willing to fight. But we live in a nation. Yes, I said it. We live in a nation. Well, God, I'm just going to sit right here. Pour out the blessings. Just pour them out, God. I'll be right here ready to receive. I'm positioning myself. No, you got to get up. You got to get some strength to go in and take. Because the in, this, 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 somebody that goes to this church, they're not in here right now, but I'm going to let you know. So, just because God gave you the promise doesn't mean the enemy's going to freely let you have it just because God said so. He can't, he's no match for God, but he is a match for, he's a match. He would put up his best fight for you, against you. Just because God said, this is my promise for you, doesn't mean the enemy's going to freely give it to you. You're going to have to show up and fight. Oh, and then once you get it, you're going to have to have something in you to keep it and sustain it. 32. Make, Make no treaties with them or their gods. They must not live in your land. And what I said, your circle of friends, it matters who you're following. It matters who you're hanging out with. Because God can't bless and give you stuff because... Somebody else is going to want what you got. They went from friends to thieves. Make no trees with them or their gods. They must not live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me. If you serve their gods, you will be caught in the trap of idolatry. What's the takeaway? God establishes our borders. Translation, you are graced for a place. You are graced for a place. I don't know about you, but I've stepped outside of his grace before. Oh, I was his kid. I was his child. But he, he couldn't look on, on stuff I was doing. The promises of God have borders. As long as Israel stayed within certain boundaries, that's what he just said. It was a contingency, a promise on contingency. As long as Israel stayed within certain boundaries, they would experience blessings. Perhaps the reason we haven't experienced the blessings that, we, that God has said is ours is because we're outside of the boundaries where he's trying to bless us at. The promises of God have borders. Listen, I can't win my race if I'm in your lane trying to do your thing. Y'all heard that. Stay in your lane. We like to tell that to somebody else. Stay in your lane. Makes us feel good. Don't make us feel good when when God says you stay in your lane. I don't need no help being God. I got this. This this, this is what he would say to us. We try to help God with timing. Hey, God, your, your clock broke. It's something I'm learning. I'm aware of the time. I'm going to take five more minutes. Something that I'm learning in my own life and growing as a communicator of God's word is that I've had to come to terms with the fact that 
I'm not going to be a communicator of God's word like everybody else. I had to come to terms real quick in 2020 in January when dad and I transitioned and I stepped into the, to the lead role, pastor. I wasn't going to preach like dad. I wasn't going to do things like dad. I wasn't going to lead like dad. That was hard because I knew for almost 30 years, people in the community knew Dennis, Coach Weber, Coach D. I'm not him. <laughs> There's some similarities. And there's moments. But God has called me to be me. He has called you to be you. Stop comparing your family to everybody else. He, the reason they got what they got is because you're not willing to say no to what they said no to and yes to what he's asking. You're going to have to go back to the podcast to get that one because that one was... I, point. God cannot bless who you pretend to be. Verse 31, we read, I will give them into your hands. You drive them out. I will give them. You will drive them. Final point, God gives blessings, but you receive them through obedience. The sad story about this, in closing, as the music softly plays. The sad thing about this story is Israel never fully claimed the promise What we just read, the border to border, sea to sea, they never fully claimed all of that. They never took it. It was always there. It was always promised. But they never took. I wonder if where we are in our lives, if it's actually the place where God intended us to be. You got to ask yourself. I asked myself this week, am I where I'm supposed to be? <laughs> I, got a, I got a thunderous, loud yes from heaven. Are you, where you, are you where God wants you to be? Are we living where we are and settling with what we have when there's a promised land to take? What's preventing you from taking it? I'm trying, Pastor B. What's preventing you? Is it an unwillingness to be obedient? So instead, we just take our our little corner and settle for where we are. God has a plan for you and a place for you, but entering into it requires your obedience. There's a choice that we all have to make today. There's a choice that we must all make today, every single one of us in this room. You have to ask yourself, Today, see, once you hear the truth, you have to make a decision on the truth. You'll make one. You have to ask yourself, am I going to follow God? Or am I going to try to hide and ride the fence and just, and just know God? Just, just know, yes, I, I, I'm a Christian, but just know him, but still keep some ites in my corner. Keep my security blanket of friends. When you know they can't go. 
B, you're trying, to, you're trying to shed off. No, I'm not trying to shed off anything. I'm trying to help you get positioned to a place where you can get stronger. You can't get stronger when you're surrounded by a bunch of leeches. Or do I really, do I really want to possess what God's promised me? Or do I just want some fringe benefits? Listen, making a choice today does not mean that God expects you to make a ginormous leap. The Bible says he orders our steps, not our leaps. Somebody in this room today needs to settle within yourself and say, my way has not worked. It has not been working for me. And today I want to start taking steps following Jesus. And for some, following Jesus deeper. What's that look like? It means you've got to give God more than just your 80%. He wants all of you. I know. (laughs) It's tough. But the benefit is amazing. You think that you can bring on what you need and what would make your life successful and what would make you happy. But it is nothing in compared to what God has for you. So if you're here today and you say, I'm ready to make that decision. I want to follow God. I want to follow Him deeper. Would you stand all over this room? If you don't feel it, don't stand. Don't stand just because. Listen, I want to follow God. And I want to follow God deeper. It's going to require your submission. It's going to require your obedience. I'm standing today. I'm standing with you today. I want to to follow him deeper. I want to know him deeper. I'm broken today because I know that God has something amazing for your life. I know that God has a place for you. He has a space for you. And he has the grace to lead you there, keep you there. But we must stay within the boundaries. So God, we're standing together, your people, your church. We're desiring more of you. Little less like me, more like you. Father, break me of my pride. I surrender. I yield. I submit to you today. Let's say this together. Lead me, Lord, and I will follow. I submit to your will in your way in your plan in Jesus name well thanks again for tuning in 
To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.